This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 13th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Eminent domain takings under the Fifth Amendment are but one way the government can deprive you of your property. Regulatory takings often deprive people of myriad uses of their property, often with no compensation whatsoever. Republican U.S. Representative Tom Reed of New York says regulatory takings deserve far more attention than they get. We're now 10 years since the Kelo decision. So what do you believe to be the status of property rights in America, specifically with respect to eminent domain? Yeah, this is a continuation of a fight uh, from for 10 years uh, since the Kelo decision. Um, we, we just see a, a bigger and bigger encroachment on our property rights across the country. And I feel passionate uh, that we need to unite as a country to say enough is enough. And we've got to stand with individuals and our landowners for this fundamental constitutional right that is our property rights. And I just see a continued degradation of that right, uh, those rights as we go forward with big government policy that's coming out of D.C. and local levels. So many states responded to Kelo with some measure of reform. Some of those reforms have more teeth than others. What uh, has been over the past 10 years, what was the federal response? Yeah, you know, really, I, 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 not enough, an insufficient response on the federal level. And that's why we started the Property Rights um, Caucus here in Congress. It's a, uh, members from Alabama, Maine to California have come together to highlight the need for reforms on this, uh, on this issue. Uh, we've also drafted and authored the Defense of Property Rights Act uh, that we're getting co-sponsors as we speak. Because people understand it's a, it's a question of fundamental fairness. And it's a question at the federal level, making sure individuals have the right to seek compensation when government takes its property. Seek compensation, but uh, almost by definition in some cases, when the government takes your property and gives you so-called just compensation, it's almost by definition not just compensation because you weren't seeking it. And uh, whatever price they're paying is below what you probably would have accepted. It's a great point, Calvin, and I, and I agree with that point. And one of the ultimate goals of the Defense of Property Rights Act, by forcing governments to compensate landowners for their decisions on the regulatory stage, is that governments now will see that they have to be held accountable. And I can tell you, as a former mayor, uh, when you're talking about standing in front of your constituents and saying, you know what, we're going to make this decision, we're going to institute this regulation, and now if they have to face the consequence of having to compensate individuals for taking the properties rights that go with that regulatory decision, that changes the calculation to a lot of elected officials. And uh, to me, this could be a chilling effect to be a tool to rein in that big government effect we're seeing across the country. Now, you're referring to regulatory takings now, which is slightly different. Instead of taking the property, you're taking the uses of uh, property. Uh, you said you followed the case of Marvin Horn in California. I, uh, he doesn't get enough credit for what he went through before receiving that eight to one Supreme Court decision uh, in his favor when it comes to uh, California just taking raisins from him. Hey, Mr. He needs to be applauded uh, for that fight. I mean, this was a long-term fight that he engaged in, and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, like you said, eight to one, reaffirmed the basic um, fair question or f fundamental uh, issue of fairness that when you take someone's property, in this case raisins, from this, this farmer's farm, the government has to compensate that farmer for it. And uh, to me, it, it's a common sense decision. It's the right decision. And uh, I applaud Horn for taking this on and taking this battle because so many other people just fold. We need to unite across the country to stand up for this fundamental right. So for regulatory takings, that, uh, it's a, it can be a little fuzzier than uh, taking someone's uh, explicit property. 
when you take somebody's property right, you know, the argument gets a, gets a little muddled. So how do you view the issue of regulatory takings and what the appropriate role is for government to engage in? I see them very similar. Uh, you know, you have the traditional takings case uh, where they're taking someone's property to put a road in. Um, but uh, you can do the same thing by regulatory action, too, at the government level. And what I'm trying to do is highlight this issue to say, you know, these are very similar actions by government. And because in the regulatory realm, there really is no right of compensation, right of recourse for individuals, we need to rectify that. That is one of the fundamental reforms the Defense of Property Rights Act is all about, to make sure individuals have that avenue of recourse against the government. And then hopefully long term, it holds the government accountable by making them think okay, there's consequences to our action because right now there aren't any. I'm trying to imagine years in the future after having passed some sort of reform where the government must create some sort of just compensation and I'm picturing it getting watered down. I'm picturing uh, the regulatory agencies themselves making these odd calculations about what constitutes uh, compensation when you take a property right. Like in the case of Mr. Horn, it was the right to sell raisins but he could have still sold his grapes for other uses. So uh, how do you assure then that any reform effort of regulatory takings has enough teeth that the people who are compensated feel that they have been justly compensated? Well, it, it's a great point. And we've seen that happen with legislation and reforms as it goes through the process. You know, all, all I can do is offer uh, this reform of the defense property rights, which I think is one of the strongest reforms that we can put on the table, and defend this law as it goes through the process and hopefully gets signed into, uh, into effect by a president that agrees with this fundamental uh, fair, fairness principle of protecting individual property rights. And so we're going to be diligent on that point, uh, but we have to make sure that uh, we start somewhere. And we're starting from an aggressive perspective because uh, uh, that's the best place to, to start when we talk about our constitutionally guaranteed uh, fundamental uh, rights, such as individual property rights. So when you make this uh, pitch for a reform of regulatory takings, you make specific reference to uh, hydraulic fracturing, fracking, uh, which is taking place just across the border in Pennsylvania, but is not taking place in uh, your district in New York or anywhere in New York for that matter, because it's explicitly prohibited. So how, uh, how do you hope that these kinds of laws get rectified and make courts appreciate that, you know, the, the state governments, any government, can't simply take away a property right because it wants to. So what happened in New York it was kind of, to me, uh, the, the last straw. Um, uh, what hydraulic fracturing in New York and the ban represented to me was big government stepping into these individual farmers, into these individual landowners, and saying, you know what, those mineral rights that you own, that you essentially pay taxes on, that you've maintained the property, uh, that those mineral rights exist in, you can't access those property rights that consist of your mineral rights any longer. And to me, I looked for a reform that said, how can we take care of this issue, not only for people that lose those mineral rights, but also other rights? Because you see it across the country. You see it with wetland designations out west. You see it with the Wilderness Act expansion, where you're taking people's property by regulation at the federal level and just taking it really much, pretty much out of control uh, of the individual that owns that property. And so to me, the New York Act, uh, of banning hydraulic fracturing was the, the end of the line for, for our office to say enough is enough. And we want to make sure people understand it's not just about hydraulic fracturing. This is about big government overreach and going too far. 
And it's about time that we unite as a country and say, this is a priority. We're going to hold our government in check. And the just compensation, you know, hopefully the government doesn't take the action to begin with. But if it does, at least it is held accountable for that action by compensating individuals for taking that right away. The um, non-delegation doctrine is effectively dead. Uh, it's maybe not all the way dead in terms of uh, Congress delegating to specific regulatory agencies the ability to make their own laws in a lot of cases. So is that part of the problem here? I believe it is, and that's a long-standing problem. You know, Congress over the years has delegated so much authority away uh, from the congressional oversight and the congressional legislative body that it is, and given it to the agencies, given it to the executive branch. And that is something that we're trying to uh, rein in check in other areas, but it is a fundamental problem because, you know, as I talk to older members, I ask the question to people who passed the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, you know, they, they will tell you. Yeah, we, we all applaud clean air. We all applaud clean water. But when you get into the details, that's hard. So what they do, they achieve the political headline, delegated to the agencies the authority, and now the agencies who are unelected bureaucrats sit there, make decisions, and they'll even tell you off the record, I never anticipated them using this law to the effect they're using it today. That's the problem. Members of Congress, I, th- I think, enjoy the fact a little bit that they can write a vague law, delegate vast authority to a regulatory agency, and then cry foul when that agency tries to, in good faith, interpret that law. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the traditional politician. We're not part of the traditional political uh, mindset. I came here to Washington, D.C., sent by our people in western New York, by the voters, to change the culture of D.C., that's part of the change of culture D.C. we need because I've seen elected officials do it time and time again. They want the quick headline, but they want to delegate it and then say, okay, create the problem, create the bad guy, and then we'll implement the solution. And they look like heroes on the front end and the back end. That's got to end. That's got to end. So uh, we've had s- several cases come before the U.S. Supreme Court on regulatory takings uh, recently. EPA, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Marvin Horn. Uh, and others. So how do you expect courts to begin to treat regulatory takings going forward? It it gives me hope. It gives me hope that the court is reaffirming what I believe to be the case, that the government has gone too far. And the courts are recognizing that government's going too far. When when I hear Roberts in the decision say, you know, the government has to compensate if it takes your property or takes your car, it has to compensate you for doing that. That is a recognition by the Chief Justice that there is a right here a fundamental property right that needs to be respected in our country. And hopefully with these decisions that we're seeing, the, hopefully the courts are standing with individuals more so than the big government mantra of decades prior to, to now. Eminent domain as an issue is an easy sell. The Kelo decision was very unpopular. And uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of states engaged in reform afterward. But regulatory takings just don't uh, have the, the same appeal. So how do you market that? Yeah. I, I, I believe they're one in, they're very similar uh, beasts. They're, they're very similar actions. And people obviously, they, they traditionally understand uh, the traditional takings case, uh, taking someone's property for a road. But when you see the regulations that are coming out of government today, people are understanding, wait, this is the exact same thing when they really think about it. And so the obligation that we have as elected officials is to highlight those cases and educate uh, more Americans that don't let government get away uh, by doing something that they would otherwise do with an outright taking by kind of couching it in the regulatory uh, maze of a bureaucracy. It's one and the same thing. It's big government going too far, and it's about time we stand up for individuals and say enough is enough. 
Tom Reed is a Republican U.S. Representative from New York's 23rd Congressional District. Read more on regulatory takings at our website, Cato.org.